This and better 400 DFS and underdogs picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time, home for the lowest priced last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code RACESGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGP and gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. I assure you, he is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, and we are, if you're on YouTube, you're not seeing Cody's beautiful face. Cody has uh, readjusted his studio to try to accommodate uh, a better viewing experience, in his opinion, and uh, now the camera is starting to do what technology always does to us, Cody, and that is betray us at the first opportunity. It sure does, Rod. I'm uh, working on, on the technical difficulties, so I'll let you keep talking. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, All right. Well, good morning, by the way, if you are on the West Coast. Good afternoon. I know this is an earlier edition of the episode that you're used to because uh, today this is about when we could fit it in. I mean, I'm sorry. I definitely try to make it a a normal time for us, but sometimes it's just uh, the schedule dictates a little differently. So we are going to do the DFS and underdog picks for the Ambetter 400 uh, from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's going to be a fun, fun Friday as, as we just uh, give you our DFS picks and, of course, our favorite underdog plays, as we always do, to get you set up for the weekend of racing, which starts, by the way, in just a little bit. We're going to have trucks qualifying and then Xfinity qualifying for their races. So if you are uh, somebody that likes to watch qualifying, you're going to have a hell of a day this afternoon. So we'll get this in, and then you can actually watch the qualifying right afterwards. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, ah oh, man, cars on the track very shortly. Hopefully, my camera will continue to work now. We're at a little bit of a new angle, trying out some new stuff. We'll see if it uh, continues to work here. But oh, I'm so excited! Cars on the track today. I still think they should do all the truck races on Fridays, but uh, that's okay. We got a doubleheader tomorrow, so excited for that. And uh, man, it's been been a fun week. Getting the picks in, getting the research in, ready for some more chaotic crazy super speedway racing always makes the dfs game the underdog game a lot of fun and uh yeah i'm ready to do it yeah and so the pricing for this one is a little bit i don't know it seems to me as if last week obviously we got sort of a crapshoot when it came to to what we got this week they're tightening up a little bit but this prices are still high on on a few of these guys and it you know guys got denny hamlin at 10.5 logano at 10.3 blaney at 10.2 all these ten thousand dollar drivers they're scary, but yeah. but you know what, Rod? The pricing doesn't matter on super speedways. That's the <laughs> glorious part about it. I was about to say it doesn't really matter at this point. We're just we're gonna fill our card. Don't be afraid to leave uh, a few thousand on the table if you have to. And uh, for this especially, just uh, build something you like. Stack teams, stack manufacturers, uh, get creative. Uh, I don't know who who ended up winning and what the lineup was last time, but I know there weren't. Uh, there was a very few red flipped over cars in that lineup yeah i think um i i will find it while we continue to talk here because i had it somewhere um 
Well, yeah, I don't know. It was a pretty. I, I definitely pretty good saved it somewhere. Uh, I mean, it was solid, but it wasn't like I don't know. It just didn't like blow your mind. I think, but I definitely think there was definitely something, some stuff left on the table. So, um, yeah, I'll have to look into it more. Well, I'll tell you, I've I've got it pulled up right now. So the uh, oh, the winner go. was uh, DJ Murph nine seven three had Blaney. That was the only. Uh, it wasn't even flipped over. It was just sort of out car uh bush byron chastain almondinger and lajoy so they shared your lajoy love yeah see lajoy was the right play you're welcome for that uh (laughs) and yeah the the bush blaney thing paid off that time right where they were kind of the chalky guys because we knew they were starting at the back this show gonna be a little bit different from last week and this will be more than normal we're not gonna know the starting lineup until saturday you know we have lives on the weekend rod so i mean we'll be watching but you know, not not always enough time to get a pod out there and have it sit long enough for everybody to consume it. So, uh, yeah, we we come into the DFS thing here without all the knowledge of that. So we're going to point out some guys we know, but not going to be able to build lineups like we were able to last week. So that'll be more the normal on how these work going forward. If you're if you're new to the show, it's the dance we do. I mean, again, we could the the. It's a fine line between do we do we put an episode out on Saturday and have everybody scramble or do we just give you some nice solid bases and then of course you can adjust off of there and then you know it's it's the way to drive our traffic to our Discord too because the Discord conversation yeah. continues even after qualifying which is a great way to get into it. Yeah, and if you want more, you know, if you want some hey, what are your favorite DFS guys? We had people asking that last week for Trucks and Xfinity. We don't cover those on the pod for for DFS guys. Yet. So it was like after the lineup was set, it was <laughs> hey, you know, which, which are your favorite guys? A couple of those paid off pretty well. So, uh, you know, we'll always answer those questions as well. Um, yeah, so great, great reason to be over in the Discord, like you were saying, uh, to get all of that post stuff. But this stuff is, you know, the guys we give you, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be able to use them kind of no matter what the situation is, even if they're starting up front. You maybe take that a little less this week, but Atlanta's a little more so. You kind of need a guy that leads a lot of laps than the other ones. We'll kind of get into all that. So these are guys you're going to use in your fantasy lineups while you're setting things up. So, yeah, we, I mean, we, you know, pull out DraftKings salary particular, but it can apply to all of your fantasy NASCAR games. You know, there's a million different ways to play out there. There's FanDuel, there's, you know, fan tracks, all these other things, uh, the grid rivals out there, all those as well. So they all apply in a very similar way as far as guys to highlight keep an eye on we like them going into the weekend for whatever reason yeah we'd be here all damn day if we gave you every single fantasy uh stat that, that you know every game that's out there survivor or or nascar fantasy or all that stuff we yeah we'd be here all day so we're we're going to keep it confined to at least dfs but like cody said this stretches across several fantasy platforms uh and, and the only reason we also pull out underdog as well is because underdog uh ha- has been a great sponsor for us one so completely transparent but two their contests are great, and it's it's a yeah. definitely a great way to get in on it. I got a lot of best balls to keep getting entered in here, so I need to keep hitting the uh, keep hitting the money on the NASCAR so I can keep funding my best ball habits. Feeding so, his uh, best ball addiction. <laughs> I, I love that. That's fantastic. Um, all right, so yeah, so we'll do exactly that, and we'll set up the race for you uh, as we get going. So let's step away real quick. And remind you that buying tickets blows. It just absolutely blows. I I remember the days when you just walk up to the box office and actually buy a ticket. And then, not only that, but buy a ticket and not get charged fees. Well, ever since the advent of these apps, now they're not only charging you fees, but they're charging you login fees. And then buying the ticket fees. And then picking the ticket fees up. And then getting and sitting in your seat fees. And then when you're done with the ticket, when the concert, they, they pay you a, or they charge you a fee for leaving the venue. Okay, maybe they don't do all that, but it's still very stressful to buy tickets, especially on an app. But Game Time, taking away all of that stress because they're going to give you the Game Time guarantee. They're going to give you authentic tickets that are on time, plus they're not going to charge you a ton of fees. You don't have to worry about getting charged out the ass for every single fee that they can think of and charge you for. You actually get the lowest prices. You get all that guaranteed. And if you find a lower price somewhere else, they're going to make up the price 110% of the difference. Not only that, made for your phone. That means everything you do will be from your phone. The tickets that are going to get sent to your phone, you're going to buy the tickets from your phone. Plus, you're going to get a picture of the seat that you're sitting in and the view from that seat. Can't beat that deal. So snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. 
Create that account. Redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're about to start talking underdog in a little while, so make sure you get down on that. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, soccer, college basketball, NASCAR, F1. Simply pick higher or lower or better or worse on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Hang tight. Got a ton of underdogs of pickums uh, for you later on in the show. Plus, SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you to give you even more of a bonus. This is how excited I am. Sign up between now and the end of the month. Five winners are going to receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code RACESGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. When you sign up with the promo code RACESGPN, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code race sgpn make sure you use that promo code because we want to stomp every other show in the network on underdog signups and get a sweet little bonus and again we're passing it on to you with that uh sports podcast.com slash dog offer so get in on that while the getting is good cody we are again at the atlanta motor speedway for this and better 400 it will be uh, no rain, thank God. So we're we're definitely good there. But 260 laps around this one and a half mile paved track for 400.4 miles. Lap leading on this one, uh, it's a little important. Joey Logano at the Ambetter 400 last year led 140 laps. Uh, the second closest person to him was Brad Keselowski at 47. So. Uh, it's going to be important, like you said, to get guys the lead laps because this is not like Daytona where the lead changes every 500 feet. Like this is one where somebody's going to jump out. They're going to click off some laps. William Byron, 111 laps in the uh, 2022 uh, race at this one. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to identify some drivers we think are going to be up front. But, again, there's value all over the board still. Yeah, that's what makes Atlanta a little bit more tricky when it comes to DFS because – we have seen Joey Logano lead a lot of laps. We've seen Chase Elliott lead a lot of laps. Over on the Xfinity side, we've seen Austin Hill lead a lot of laps. Um, and so there is a portion to that, not so not as much as next week at Las Vegas, where you need to get the one or two guys that lead a majority of the laps because there will be those guys. But they can get settled in at this track a little bit more than Daytona. There's going to be some riding around and, and uh, you know, still going to be the drafting and everything, but you'll have some follow the leaders at points in this. I mean, we really didn't see that ever at Daytona last week, which was seemed like definitely kind of a, an odd thing. But um, I think we will have that more this week. So you've got to find that delicate balance in this lineup of somebody that's got the potential to lead you a lot of laps, which is probably going to be somebody who starts a little closer, but that's not going to get caught up in one of the big wrecks and get wiped out because if they lead a lot of laps, then they're going to cancel out the getting wrecked, but they're also not going to reach their full potential too. So Again, very delicate balance as far as you know trying to set this lineup. So it makes it a little bit trickier, but uh, makes it a lot of fun as well. Yeah, five cautions for 34 laps in last year's and better 400. And then uh, I tell you what, the fall race was a just a monster craziness in 2022. 13 cautions for 64 laps in the fall race of that one. 11 for 65 in the 2022 spring race here in Atlanta. So like you said, there's going to be our fair share of craziness. What did I say? 25 cars on the lead lap in that first time on this yeah. reconfigured track. Crazy. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be the big wrecks. It's it's just like Daytona in that uh, in that part of it where you're going to have the big spectacular wrecks. It's going to wipe out a ton of DFS plays. It's going to wipe out a ton of bets all in one foul swoop. So you got to be prepared for that because uh, something you're going to have to deal with this weekend. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? I, I think we've already set up. There's really no news uh, that to speak of that will impact any of our picks. So why don't we just start getting into these DFS picks and, and lay out our our, car, our DFS lineups for everybody out there? I like it. We'll start with the high-priced guys like we normally do. I'm going to go a little bit off the top of the board at Chase Elliott, 9,800, the fifth highest-priced guy on the board. I'm very big on Elliott this week. I think that he's going to have a strong week. I think that he's going to look good. Of course, he was one of my outright winners on the Cup Series show a couple of days ago. Um, he's only got three starts on this track. He did miss the spring race last season. 
when he was out with his broken leg. Uh, but he did finish 13th here in the fall. You go back to the fall of 2022, though, the race I highlighted before. He led 96 laps. I mean, he he was in control of that race a majority of the time. He's one of those guys. There's a couple of drivers in the field that are kind of really good at playing that that Dale Earnhardt Jr. role, the Pied Piper, where they get up front and they're leading it. You know, the outside gets a run, they move up, they hold it. The inside gets a run, they slide down, they hold it, and they are just able to keep the lead. There's only a handful of those guys. Chase Elliott, definitely one of those guys when it comes to all of the uh, super speedway um, tracks. So, um, but you go back to that fall race in 22, you know, he led 96 laps that day and he won. He started on the pole that day, Rod, but he was still the correct DFS play. And that's what I was saying earlier with, you know, it's again, not a guaranteed thing. The guy on the pole is going to make it or anything, but if you can get that guy that leads a lot of laps, it might be a guy more so at this track than at Daytona and Talladega specifically that does start up front, that's able to keep themselves up front, able to hold that track position, which I think seems to mean a little bit more here. So, um, you know, he, he was 22nd in the spring of, or rather, he was 6th in the spring of 22 in the other starts. So he's got 6th, a win, and a 13th place in three starts here. Um, so not bad at all for Chase Elliott. So he is my first guy at 9,800. Yeah, and, and again, these Hendrick boys are really good at Atlanta, and we know that. And so I think having one and maybe stacking a couple of them in your lineups is a good start to at least some. And again, if if you're new to NASCAR DFS or DFS at all, uh, it's probably a good idea to just start stacking and, and start uh, having multiple lineups because, as we know, especially in Atlanta, if you got one lineup, and some car wrecks. Yeah, you got to diversify that portfolio because when Big time. Austin Dillon goes out on the third lap of the race, you don't want all your lineups to be tanked, <laughs> Cody. I mean, <laughs> everybody out there. <laughs> and I felt personally attacked. Uh, but yeah, that's what you got to do for this, especially Atlanta, especially on super speedways. But uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, my hypo. Oh. We, we do have a question in the chat real quick. Off-season sports cards wondering if we track our bets on action or anywhere like that. We don't. Um, we're working with our friends at Tally site. They're going to try and get more updated deal. We do have a picks page over on the on the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. At least our outrights are, are tracked over there for now. Uh, they're working on getting in-depth on that a little more. But pretty much we just you know keep track of ourselves. So we give out the picks this week, and then our Monday show or Sunday night show, whenever we're able to get to it, uh, that's always our recap. We walk back through all the bets for all three series and, and kind of recap there. So... Uh, not one specific place we kind of keep them all in other than here on the podcast. And honestly, listen, we've got we've told you guys since day one, it's it's not our job to monitor the bets that you make. And so it doesn't really matter what we do because it ultimately it's your guys' uh it's your guys' bankroll, it's your guys' money. And so if you want to listen to us, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine as well. But I don't I don't know. I, I know in this day and age of receipts, everybody wants to see the receipts. We want to see how good you are, but in the end, man, listen, this is all for fun. And this I know that everybody's winning money, but nobody over here is such a high bankroll person that they're going to be mad if they lose a $5 bet to, you know, Joey Logano this week. So that, that's just my philosophy on it. I, I don't – the receipts thing has never been my thing. Like, I've never been a big guy on I mean, we're going to brag when we hit them. Well, that's sure, but fun. that's but, – And <laughs> we're going to talk about it when we miss them too because yeah. that's what we do here on the pod. So, yeah, yeah again, no – nothing tracked like that on action. And, and again – you know, we don't expect you to follow every single one of our bets. We're here to guide you, give you what we like, and uh, you you make your own decisions from there. Yep. Teaching the men to fish or the ladies to fish. We're not trying to get you the, the meal. We just want to teach you how to do it. So, uh, all right, I'll give you my high-priced driver, and I'm moving to uh, his, his teammate at Hendrick. I'm giving you William Byron. Uh, at $10,000, William Byron is right now. And I think he's probably the one guy that I'm comfortable with, and not just because he won the race last week. That's not the that's not the easiest thing to do it, right? I mean, again, obviously, he got you 65 points at Daytona for winning the race, but not bad at Atlanta either, right? Two wins and four races in this reconfigured issue. Uh, granted, one was in the spring and one was in a fall, uh, but he's got two wins on this track and four tries at the reconfiguration, and he led 111 laps, like I said, in that spring race, uh, 41 laps in the fall race of 2022. Unfortunately, he didn't finish that. He crashed out, finished 30th after starting 13th. Another bad luck in the spring of uh, last year's and better. Started 11th, finished 32nd. But uh, in, this, in the fall, he started 18th and finished first, led 19 laps in that one. Place differential, 
pretty good there, right? 17 place differential. And then even in the spring or in the spring of 05 or spring of 02 or 22. <laughs> the seventh try is the best try. <laughs> we are. It's Friday, Cody. It's Friday. Every bit of Friday in the spring. It <laughs> it's it's May, right? So May is 05 of 22. Uh, he started 12th and finished first. Almost don't feel like I have to make a huge case for William Byron, especially uh, not only on this track, but just in general, because again, he won the more the most races last season uh, in the in the sport. So he's always a good play. Ten thousand is a little bit pricey, I think, for an Atlanta, but for a guy who can jump out and lead you a hundred laps or more, uh, I, I feel like you almost have to take that risk. And, and again, if you stack them with an Elliott, you can kind of dig down a little bit and uh, and figure out where to save money. But I think both of these plays together and even separately are good plays. So give me William Byron at 10000 Yeah, hard to argue with it. He's going to be popular, obviously, because he won the day 2500 last week. But we also told you last week, you know, watch out for Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney because they're going to be popular. You listed both of them in the guy that won the Millie. So uh, that's how it goes. So it, it can still be a popular pick and a good pick. He's been strong here in, in previous starts, so uh, he will be popular. Just keep that in mind to get off him a little bit in some spots, but could easily be the right play, and he's the type of guy that could you know, lead every lap of this race. Maybe not every lap, but lead a lot of laps in this race as well. Oh, and by the way, that, that lineup did not win the Millie. It just won our contest. I don't know who oh, won the I Millie. I, I'm saying the one that won our contest is okay. the one that I had read off. I was like, I don't know if that dude won a million on someone yeah, else. But, yeah. Either way, yeah. but maybe they did. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's it. William Byron, Chase Elliott are high-priced drivers. Let me tell you about Hall of Fame bets before we get on to our mid-tier drivers. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Let's Willie B, to, to no surprise, was in the uh, the lineup for the winner last week go. of the Millie. They did split it. Two guys split it. They had Kyle Busch, William Byron, Bubba Wallace, Corey LaJoy, AJ Allmendinger, Noah Gragson. Pretty damn. That's a pretty strong lineup. That's a hell of a strong lineup. That's uh, <laughs> uh, paid off nicely for them as they they got to split the millionaire uh, millie maker at least. That's all right. I think what uh, five hundred thousand dollars is nothing to sneeze at. So yeah, you could probably find a way to to you know use that money. I guess probably just put it right back into your lineups for Atlanta. That's exactly what you do. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the mid tier drivers there, Cody. Yeah. Next up for me, Tyrone Gibbs, baby, seventy eight hundred dollars. Going over to my guy here, Rod. I had uh, got a little. I was a little bit ahead this week. I was uh, doing my research early. Had the sheet filled out. Then I was listening to the back road last night. You were on there with Seth, and I heard our buddy Seth say Ty Gibbs. That's just a guy you can't trust this week, and that is my hope and my dream. Nobody's going to trust him. They got burned by him last week. They're going to be off of him. Not me. I'm going to be on him. Ty Gibbs. Rod. Only two starts here in the Cup Series, but. One of those starts, he has a ninth place finish. That was last spring. Um, he was 34th in the fall. Uh, that was a rain-shortened race, kind of funny ending, all of that. Does have an Xfinity Series win and a sixth-place finish in his two Xfinity Series starts on this track in this configuration. So Ty Gibbs has been strong. Um, he wasn't horrible last week. I mean, really, he got you 34.6 points. Um, he finished in 17th place after starting 15th, so... Wasn't the worst day ever for him. We've seen the Toyotas have some speed. We've seen them be strong on the super speedways. We know how talented Ty is. He's got a top 10 here before. He's won an Xfinity here before. Everybody's kind of off of him because they felt like, you know, he was, just wasn't a guy. You didn't see him on TV much last week. He wasn't really mixing it up front. He just kind of was doing his own thing. I think he kind of got behind on one of the pit stops at one point, whatever. But my kind of hope here is people like Seth sleeping a little bit. On Ty Gibbs, not playing him. I think he's going to be a much less rostered guy. I think at 7,800, he could easily be a strong, solid weapon that gets you a strong finish here, scores you a lot of points, and maybe cash is big for your lineup this week. 
I mean, listen, for Eric Jones, I'm for Eric Jones. That's who I'm on next. For Ty Gibbs. <laughs> Rod's looking ahead to the next Toyota already. I swear to God. I, this is, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for the week. I'm ready See, for I, racing. I tried to talk Rod into doing the show last night, and he wanted to wait till Friday. This is what you get. This is what My I get. My camera doesn't work. Rod can't talk. It's a crazy. That's all right, though. <laughs> listen, we're still putting out the, the good content. Uh, all right. So, yeah, for Ty Gibbs, you're right. We didn't see him a lot, and that was the thing. I thought we thought – I thought – we would definitely see him more. I thought we would be a little more focused on him. We were a little bit higher on him in the in the off season, right? Talking about okay, he's got another, he's got a year now. He's got uh, a second year oh, to come and hype, blow up. That hype train is still up here, Rod. Don't worry. Yeah, for me, it, it the, like the the coal's a little bit more. I, yeah, I need to put yeah, more fire. Yeah, in you it. can't let Daytona affect your feelings this on is the true. season in any way, shape, or form. This and Atlanta, true. I don't. If they finish last in last week and this week. That has no effect on their season, in my opinion. Now, Las Vegas is where the real action begins. This yep. is this is just the uh, amuse bouge to our main course. Um, all right, so my mid tier driver, as I've already said, oh, was, let me guess. Uh, uh, hold on, it's it, uh, uh, Eric Jones. Eric Jones, eight thousand yes. dollars <laughs> over there for us. Uh, look, and for me, like I said, I'm I'm really these legacy guys sort of are are they had a surprising showing. Um, in Daytona, maybe not surprising to everybody because I know that we were a little bit on them, uh, anyways, for the you most part, we were high, real high on them last week. I was, and they finished seven and eight, which is a fantastic finish for that team. Uh, and, and I think they're going to run that back again this week in Atlanta. I think they're going to do well again. Eric Jones in particular for DFS purposes, uh, chop liquor for me Four races on this track, right? In this configuration, let's go back to 2022, uh, in the spring race. Right, 05 of 2022. Rod, your number game is strong right now. Uh, <laughs> Eric Jones started 23rd and finished 14th. Not a, not a, you know, not a uh, doorbuster game, but a pretty good day, uh, day for him DFS wise. But in the fall of 2022, started 25th, finished fourth. In the spring of 2023, started 28th, finished eighth. In the fall of 2023, started 25th, finished 11th. Dude, that's some serious differential points for you right there. And really, that's all you need out of him. And to boot, though, in that fall race of 2022, he actually led 10 laps on his way to a fourth-place finish. Eric Jones has this place figured out. Eric Jones knows how to start from the back if he has to and come all the way up through the top. And and last week was a great example of why uh, you shouldn't count a guy like Eric Jones out. Now... They're in Toyota equipment. He's only $8,000. He got you 42 points last week. Uh, the, only, the only difference is, is that he probably should have started deeper in the field. He started 11th and finished 8th. Uh, but he did have seven fast laps, which you know is pretty good. And, and you know on a super speedway, those things can come from anywhere in the field. So you can have somebody back in 28th turning a fast lap. Uh, but again, to me, I think Legacy is going to be good again. And I think John Hunter is going to be good. I think Eric Jones is going to be good. So, uh, yeah, give me give me Eric Jones as my mid-tier driver. Yeah, I like it. We saw the Toyotas be strong last week. We think that's going to continue. Eric Jones has always been a solid super speedway guy. Uh, man, Talladega especially. like He's about the most automatic top five guy there is for for what is super speedway racing. But, uh, and yeah, that all translates to here as well. So I do like the Eric Jones play also. Indeed. Uh, all right, let's save some folks some cap space on their salaries. Uh, where are we going for our lower-priced drivers? Yeah, I'm digging down here near the bottom. Give me Zane Smith. He is 5,700 over on DraftKings. Um, another guy kind of just flying under the radar. Rod, he finished in 13th place last week at Daytona. He had a very solid day, a solid run. He's been solid in the past on the super speedways in the truck series. Um, he had a fifth place finish here in 2022 in the truck series. He's got two Daytona wins and four starts in the truck series. Been a solid guy. Not a ton of, of data to go on. Obviously, he doesn't have very many cup series starts, only a couple at this point, some spot fill in duty. And then uh, last week, of course, the Daytona, but started off the season with a 13th place finish. We know that Spire um, program has stepped up, right? They've been solid on super speedways with Corey LaJoy for years now. And even guys like Ty Dillon, they've been strong with in that 77 car. Um, and now you got Zane Smith. He's also a track house driver, so he's got the extra benefit of that, of working with guys like Chastain, who we expect to be up there. Daniel Suarez, we expect to be up there as well this week. So I think it's going to be a strong week for Zane Smith. I think another guy that kind of 
get overlooked a little bit here farther down, especially because I think he might have a decent qualifying effort again this week and maybe start more mid-pack. Still fine for me. He doesn't have to be in the back to, to have you a good, strong, solid day. So give me Zane Smith at 5,700. Oh, how the turntables. Now it is that you're singing Zane Smith's praises over here, and I'm, you know... <laughs> In the not truck making series. fun of him going to the back anymore. yeah exactly and here we are <laughs> that now a truck series thing. that was a truck series <laughs> thing uh no you like you said i mean these these spire guys are, are much like the legacy guys right i mean they sort of turned a little heads uh last week at daytona because they the the way they ran and finished better than anybody expected i don't think anybody had zane smith finishing inside the top 15 uh, and if you did please show me the receipts because uh i definitely want to see uh no i don't care i yeah. i don't care yeah. and we, did, we didn't get a fair shake at seeing carson he got tore up yeah. right on lap three or whatever early in the race but but yeah Corey was impressive obviously top five and then zane not far behind him there so they had a very strong day yeah uh yeah i'm not salty about receipts or anything like that no i'm just <laughs> I woke up this morning and chose uh, chose violence, I guess. Um, all right, so for my low-tier driver, I'm just going to go to Eric Jones' teammate. I, I, as I was looking through the lower-priced drivers, I thought to myself, well, listen, if I think Eric Jones is going to finish well, then uh, John Hunter is down here at $6,200. Might as well just kind of give him as a package deal uh, and, and do a stack, a legacy stack, if you will. Um, obviously missing Jimmy, but whatever. Uh, a legacy motor club? A legacy stack? motor club <laughs> stack. So get your tea ready and, and your pinkies up. Uh, one Cup Series start in this. He did uh, start in 2020, so that really doesn't count. He actually didn't start. He hasn't started any of them in the new configuration. But uh, as an Xfinity driver, he does have, he won the fall race here in the Xfinity car after starting second. Uh, and then in the spring race in the Xfinity, he led 10 laps, started second, finished eighth. So not the greatest day uh, of it all. So two decent runs in the Xfinity series in this configuration. We'll see if he can't do it again. We just talked about it, the fact that he finished eighth uh, in Daytona. Actually, yeah, he finished eighth in Daytona, and um, and uh, uh, Eric Jones finished seventh. So yeah, I, I got to tell you right now, I'm very impressed right now with this Toyota camp. I'm very impressed with this legacy camp. And like I said, if I, if I think that uh, that Eric Jones is going to do well, then it stands to reason, especially on a track like this, that his teammate Eric or uh, John Hunter Nemechek is going to do well as well. So um, yeah, give me give me that. Uh, and really, I'm sorry, I flipped it. John Hunter finished seventh. Eric Jones finished eighth. Uh, I, but they were both there together, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, and I think they're going to do it again. So at 6,200, give me John Hunter Nemechek as my low price driver. I, I love it, Rod. You can put all these guys in. You still got 2,500 left to spare. So plenty of room to build good lineups. Obviously, we don't know all the starting lineups. So don't just go blindly play that because that's going to factor in as well. But I think that's uh, six solid guys to at least start your week off on. Take a look at them and, and definitely keep them. Keep an eye on them and keep them in mind as you build your lineups this week. And then, of course, you know, Guys like Corey LaJoy, I didn't want to give him out again, but you know I'm going to be on him for this because I'm on him to ride the car lift, right? And and that's another spot where the bets correlate with the DFS sometimes, and the DFS correlates with the bets because you know if we think a guy like uh, a Zane Smith could have a solid day, we didn't talk about him on the betting show, but maybe you really like that angle. Maybe you want to take a top five on him or a top ten on him. Well, that might be a pretty good idea because we think he's going to be a solid DFS play. So again, it, it kind of translates both ways uh, when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah. And really, ultimately, that's that's kind of we're just giving you the tools. Like Cody said, we don't know where they're starting. So uh, and this is how it's going to normally be from now until the end of the season. We had a great opportunity in Daytona to have the qualifying and duels early, but we don't get yeah. that. We don't get that. And so uh, to, to save you time, we're just going to give you the drivers that we're on. Use them. Don't use them. That's that's on you. So uh, love it. All right. Let's move on to the underdog portion of our show where we're going to give you our favorite underdog pick and plays for this thank you again to underdog for giving us the opportunity to have these plays uh, again we're picking better or worse than the finishing positions so better than means they finish better than whatever position they're at and then worse means they finish worse than again cleaning up the language for us thank you very much it was confusing to have higher than or lower than because it's higher on the track or higher in numbers what, what are we talking Exactly. Shout out to Underdog. Make sure you use the promo code RACESGPN when you sign up. Rod, they're offering what is almost a free square <laughs> this week on Mr. Kyle Larson. They've got his better than his worse than set at uh, 9.5. This could not be an easier 
worse than for me at 9.5. Rod, but you, you say he was second place in stage one last year. He was running great. He looked good. He's going to run great. He's going to look good. But guess what he can't do, Rod? Most of the time, can't avoid the wrecks. Again, I, I'm per, I'm going to find a way to bet on Kyle Larson next week, even though his numbers are going to be shit, because I want everybody to know that I do like him and respect him as a driver. Just not good on super speedways. Again, the outlier, he had an 11th place finish last week at Daytona. I don't think that's indicative of he's suddenly figured out super speedway racing. I think he just happened to survive the massive chaos at the end, got lucky, got a decent finish. But you go back and you look at his finishes in the fall or summer race, I guess it was technically last year. It'll be fall this year. But in the summer race, 36th place. That is not very good if you didn't know. In the spring of last year, 31st place. In both of these, he started 8th place, ninth place. In the summer of last season, he started third, finished in 13th, so ended up with an okay day. But guess what? 13th is not, Rod. Better than 9.5. And then in the first race here on the reconfigured track, 30th place. So three out of four races on this reconfigured track. He's finished 30th place or worse. That is not very good. And even the one he finished better was 13th. That's three and a half spots worse than 9.5. So for me, this is just an easy one. Uh, again, you got to get your fade Kyle Larson in now before he wins eight races this season because we can all see that coming down the road, right? And there's going to be plenty of spots to be on him, plenty of spots to take his higher than. His higher than is going to shrink real quick. And it'll be interesting to see how much underdog he's keeping up because we might have a really good opportunity next week to get a lower number on him if he gets a bad finish this week. So you could maybe use that to your advantage. But it's not great at the Super Speedway. He's been real bad here at Atlanta since it's been repaved. I don't see that that changing this week. I think Lack was an outlier. I think that you continue to fade him this week and you go with the under or the worse than 9.5 for Kyle Larson. Yeah, I, I mean, there's not much more that we can say that we haven't already said about that in our, our Super Speedway. So we'll put a pin in that for the next until the next time we go to a Super Speedway and uh, we'll all ride that uh, fade Kyle Larson train into a worse finish than his 9.5. For me, uh, I'm making a, uh, pretty much a total gut call. Uh, I'm going to take Bubba Wallace. I'm going to take better than 12 and a half. And honestly, yes, this has a little bit to do with the fact that he did finish fifth last week at the Daytona 500, but maybe he does have something figured out. He, the was it Seth was telling me last night on the back road that uh, Bubba had spent pretty much all, I think all month in Daytona, just getting yeah. right, getting his headspace right, like just studying yeah he man if you haven't listened to him on door bumper clear go check that out because he was very yeah he's very focused this year he's not putting the pressure on himself which can be scary if, mm. if a guy like that's not feeling the pressure anymore and he's able to unleash it watch out you know and it's funny because here's the thing i i uh i was listening to because i don't really have time to sit down and read anymore but the subtle art of not giving a fuck and really honestly that is that is what it is. He's letting go of a lot of the the pressure that people are putting on him and and that he's putting on himself. And and honestly, it makes such a huge difference when you're just not carrying around the weight of everybody's opinions. So maybe we saw that. Maybe we saw the result of that in Daytona in in that fifth place finish and maybe he can get himself back there at Atlanta. And I hope so because Atlanta's not been kind to him, especially during the repaves. He's got finishes of 13, 14, 27, and 25. Now, those 13th and 14th in, in 2022 were on the cusp of that 12 and a half. Obviously, 27, 25, not. But he did lead five laps in the fall, which means he had a pretty decent car. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, really, I'm, I'm throwing out all of the old track stats on Bubba and just saying maybe we're seeing a more focused, more determined guy on the track. And that fifth place finish last week was more indicative of what he's capable of than these 27 and 25 place finishes uh, that we saw in Atlanta last season. Yeah, I'm big on Bubba this week. I think he's one of the better super speedway drivers in the field. Um, and, and I think he'll have a strong, strong, solid result for you this week. And I think he can definitely get the the better than this. Me too. It's only 12 and a half. So he's got a, a top 10 finish, I think, is well within the realm of possibility. So give yeah. me that. And he just did it last week at Daytona. That's what I'm saying. Uh, all right, Cody. Who and that was got? after he ran out of gas. I know, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. You get fifth place oh, and run out of go. gas, you're, you're falling <laughs> under a star. Yeah. Next up for me, Rod, uh, going to continue with the trend of, of taking the worst stands. I really I think that the solid way to do this on the super speedways is hit the worst stands, especially when you're getting some decent numbers. Martin Tricks Jr., worse than 11.5. I will say two out of four times Martin Tricks Jr. has actually gone better than this. 
However, those were the first two times here. The last two times have not gone so kind to him. So he was eighth place in March of 2020, uh, July of 2020, or 2022, rather. Now I'm struggling with my years. So he was eighth in spring of 22. <laughs> uh, in the summer of 22, he was 11th. But then 19th last spring, 29th last summer. Another guy that just continues to struggle on super speedways. Um, you know, he's never won one. He's kind of got a little bit of Kyle Larson in him. I think at times he can be a little more consistent than Larson can be on the super speedways, but um, just continues to not perform super great. And again, I'm kind of just looking at as far as a blanket statement on mostly going with worse thans throughout these all three series, which are all, they'll probably be, well, they're probably down at this point now with, with practice and qualifying or crap, no practice, just qualifying for a trucks and Xfinity here. But um, there was some pretty low some guys, 2.5, 3.5. So, when those come back up, if you're getting numbers like that, it's really hard to to argue for better than on that low of a number on a super speedway. Again, next week at Las Vegas, a completely different story. But at this type of track, the worst then is the way to go. I'm going to keep uh, keep up with that. And I'm targeting guys that aren't traditionally the best on super speedways. Martin Truex Jr., one of those guys. So give me worse than 11.5 for Truex. We're not saying that he's retired again, but he's certainly uh, leaning in no, that direction. I might again. be on him next week again, too, because, like, again, just a completely different story. Super Speedway to, to regular track. And, and just uh, you can't trust these certain guys you can't trust on Super Speedways. He's one of those guys. Yeah, uh, I concur. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go with his former uh, teammate there at Gibbs. Uh, I'm going to take Kyle Busch. And Kyle Busch, look at. I know that you're you're on the worse than train, and, and I get that, and I I totally back that. Rod, Rod's got the half glass full, or wow, I'm way Never half mind. glass full. <laughs> uh, that is that is on me because I'm always the optimist. But I'm I I was targeting. I didn't really know that I was going to be doing this until I got. To, to the to the uh, to the dock, and I was like, well, you know what? I think I'm going to target guys that I think have numbers that are too low. And uh, I think Kyle Busch, his his number is set at ten. So I'm definitely going to go better than on this one. Look, in the eight car, he had a 10th place finish and a 5th place finish last year on this track. So that 5th place finish is definitely something that I think he can do uh, again on this track. We all know that Kyle Busch is Kyle Busch, right? And his his range of outcomes are are so frustrating sometimes. He can come out, he can win you a shit ton of races, and then he can come out and lose a bunch of races in a row. Right, and then he can pop up and win a race, and then he can not. But uh, last week he had a 12th place finish at Daytona, but he did lead 12 laps. He was one of the cars that you had your eye on for most of the race, uh, and we know that. Look, this is Kyle Busch. So if you're going to tell me he can get inside the top 10 at Atlanta again, like he did last year, and and just barely didn't get the better than number, got the exact number, which is I think why Underdog was like. We're going to be sneaky. We're going to give you 10 and see what you do. Not even 10.5. It was just 10. They, re they really should just always include the 0.5. But. Give us the hook. Uh, <laughs> but no, but I, I again, I still think that within the top 10 is a place for Kyle Busch. And I think I, I'm going to go ahead and safely take the better than 10 on Kyle Busch for my underdog pick a play. I like it. You know, he's a guy that I'm on to win this race this weekend. So uh, I believe first place would qualify for better than 10th. So I'll ride that one with you. Rod. Um, this one was just a case of the number being extremely low on a super speedway and nothing else. Joey Logano, they've got him set at 6.5. I'm going to take the worst then again. Look, Joey Logano's good here. He led over 100 laps last season, won the race. He, he was strong last week at Daytona. He's strong every time we go to a super speedway. Always a guy that's going to be in the mix. But, Rod, when we come to a super speedway, you're talking about a place where any of these 37 guys can win. Any of these 37 guys can finish inside of the top six. One crash can take you outside of the top six, no matter if you're the best car and you lead all but the last lap. It doesn't matter if you don't get the finish. Not saying that Joey won't get the finish because he's more than capable, as we've seen, but the odds show it's not, you know, it's it's a lot tougher of a task to get in that top six than be worse than sixth place. So give me the worst then for Joey Logano at 6.5. This was one of the, it might actually have been the lowest number on underdog. One of the reasons I wanted to go to that because, again, that's the philosophy this week. And that's going to change next week when we go back to Las Vegas. I want to keep reiterating that because 
you know, this is two weeks of kind of the same stuff because it's the same type of tracks. And that's that's how it's going to be. And we're going to talk about this same strategy when we get to Talladega in a couple of months, too. But week to week, it's going to be different. Track to track, it's going to be different. I think that's the way to target this. That's a very low number, only 6.5 on a super speedway when anyone in this field can get in that. Uh, so give me the worst then on Joey Logano. One little crash takes him out. Um, and, and again, on a week-to-week basis, any crash can take you out. But there was, what, eight cautions for 60-some laps last year, 11 cautions. Like, you read them off. There was a lot of cautions, a lot of wrecks. You're going to have the big one maybe once, maybe twice. It's going to happen here. It's tight racing. It's fast racing. Uh, Kevin Harvick, again, like I said earlier this week, commented on how it's one of the most difficult things he's had to do as a race car driver. So give me the worst then on Joey Logano. That's 6.5. Uh, I got him as an outright, so I, yeah, I, I'm hoping for yeah, your sake good, he does it. Good way to hedge off that, right? Yeah. yeah. Is he going to finish second through fifth? Probably not. Or second through sixth? Probably not. He's either going to win or he's going to finish seventh. Come home on your hood or with it. That's uh, right. that's what I want to see. Uh, all right. So my last driver for my underdog pickup, I'm going to take Ross Chastain. Again, I'm targeting players that I think have numbers that are too low for where I think they're going to finish. 13.5 is his number. I'm taking the better than on that one. Look, he finished 21st last week at Daytona, but we know that it was that one move that got him in the end that was a pretty ballsy move that he, he made there. He led 14 laps. Ross Chastain, in my mind, is back. I think whatever happened last season, uh, again, 2022 was a high season for Ross. He was smashing watermelons. He was making video game moves. Like It was, it was a banner year. For that guy but unfortunately it ruffled a lot of feathers and I think last season we saw sort of the subdued version of what he should be uh he's finished second in Atlanta on both races in this uh in 2022 right he was a man on fire so he had two top three finishes in 2022 came back last year for a 13th and a 35th uh and that 35th was you know because he he had a, a trouble and and got on the DVP clock and couldn't get off of it but even his his worst finish, uh, his best finish last year in this race was better than thirteen and a half. It was actually thirteenth exactly. Uh, but again, I still, like I said, I still think much like Bubba, I feel like Ross maybe has put his head back in the game and taken away a lot of that admonishment that he had last year and just decided I'm going to be Ross Chastain again, and I don't really care who else hates it so long as my team owner. My crew chief and everybody in that garage still believes in me. Who really cares what everybody else thinks outside of this this track house team? So if we see that again in Atlanta, then I think we're in for a pretty decent finish. Now, just like Cody said, just a bad move like he did last last week at Daytona could take him out of contention and put him in 21st. But, um, you know, that move doesn't happen. He's in the top 10. He's in the top 15, well, top 13. And he, and he gets this uh, this better than for you. So, yeah, give me Ross Chastain better than 13 and a half on this this race. Yeah, I like it. And again, I think that's the way to go is target target the worst ends on the lower numbers, target the higher ends on the bigger numbers, um, and, and try and meet that meet there in the middle. And that's a, a strong, solid strategy. So good luck on your underdogs this week. Good luck on everybody's underdogs this week. All right, let's recap what we just went over here. We'll start with our DK plays for you. Cody started you out as a high price driver with Chase Elliott at $9,800. I gave you his teammate, William Byron, at $10,000. Cody gave you Tyrone Gibbs at $7,800. And his name is Tyrone, I tell you. Poor, poor Ty. Sorry, Ty. Let's have a beer when I when I see you next. Uh, and then I gave you Eric Jones. Is he old at 8, enough to drink beer? <laughs> Actually, I don't think he. That's a good might question. Not be. All right, fine. <laughs> Vodka, it is. Uh, all right, Cody. <laughs> Cody gave you Zane Smith at fifty seven hundred dollars. I gave you John Hunter Nemechek at sixty two hundred dollars as my low price driver. Our underdog pick 'em plays of the week. Cody gave you Kyle Larson worse than. Nine and a half. I said Bubba Wallace was going to be better than 12 and a half. Cody gave you Martin Truex Jr. worse than 11 and a half. I said Kyle Busch would finish better than 10th. Cody said that Joey Logano would finish worse than six and a half. And I said Ross Chastain would finish better than 13 and a half. There you have it. Your DFS and underdog plays of the week. Uh, we have reached the end of our week, Cody. We have no more Shirley Temples for Ty Gibbs. He is 21, so we can oh, here with him. Hell yeah. Put some, put some, uh, like, he can actually have a full-on old-fashioned. Yeah, that's right. There you go. I love that. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't, though, so 
Maybe we'll just have to keep drinking the Fanta. Just he'll stick to a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, hey, I'll put some, you know, vodka in that. Or there what is it? Go. Red Bull and Red Bull. And, what's yeah, Monster? I'm sure you can do it with Monster. I don't know if you mix Monster with I don't, I don't know. Well, shit, Monster has their, I mean, Monster has their own alcohol now. But oh, that's, that's true. Separate. That's that's the Tyler Reddick deal, not the Ty Gibbs deal. That's their malt liquor <laughs> deal. That's I love that stuff. Yeah, uh, all right. Well, Cody, like I said, we've reached the end of the week, man. That's uh, that's it. Go back if you haven't already. Listen to all of the betting episodes. Uh, of course, if you want a deeper dive in some of these drivers, it is all in the... I mean, we, we give you the DFS yeah. angles here, but if you want even a deeper dive, we do that in the betting episodes. So make sure you go back and listen to those. Uh, and and before, uh, before I let Cody get the last word, I, I just want to say this has been a phenomenal... You know, a lot of times in our industry, Daytona... It always blows up because it's Daytona, right? Daytona is the one where everybody, all eyes are on Daytona. And then afterwards, you sort of see a drop-off. Guys, we haven't seen a drop-off. You guys have hung with us. It is amazing to see. I, I really hope that this continues through the rest of the season. But it's very encouraging to know that you guys are with us for the ride the free entire season, not just for Daytona. So thanks for hanging with us. Hopefully, we're still providing you with the same sort of, of insight and, and entertainment value that we gave you in Daytona. And uh, you stick with us through the rest of the season. So, yeah, thanks, everybody. Yeah, I echo all of that very much. We we greatly appreciate it. We certainly do. Uh, all right, Cody. Well, then, as we set everybody off to set their DFS lineups, their underdog plays, and their betting cards, remind everyone where they can find all of your hard work outside of this confined space. Yep, follow me over on the X, at NASCAR Gambling. Find all my stuff over there. Make sure you're checking out the YouTube as well. And uh, let's go cash some money. Let's go make some Make some money here at uh, at Atlanta. Cash some good DFS lineups. Have a good fantasy week. And uh, go back and check out the F1 Gambling Podcast, too. Little little IndyCar talk on that one. Um, so, yeah, once you're caught up on all these, swing over there and finish off the weekend with some IndyCar talk. Hey, we're leaving you with half a Friday to catch up. That's plenty of time, my friends. Uh, well, half a Friday if you're here on the West Coast. It's already mainly passed if you're on the East Coast. <laughs> Uh, follow me on X I'm at RJ Gomez. link at the bottom everything I got going on whether it's here whether it is the sportsbook review wrestling stuff coming out a little bit of racing here and there uh, but of course check out the back road over there on in between media's YouTube as well Seth and I held it down last night for Atlanta as well uh, and then yeah just uh, have some fun and then of course Check out the Truck Series episode from our friends over there at the NASCAR Betting Preview Show. Uh, we've got a contest going with them all season long. Uh, and then, you know, the rest of their content as well. Good friends over there. All right. Plug everybody I need to plug. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the racing weekend. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.